0: YAY Networks.
1: Welcome back. To Ask For Me In My House, I'm Jordan, joined here by not Milena, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. This is Josh Alexander, my brother in the Lord. What is going on? Josh, man? welcome, man. I'm so excited to be here. The famous Ask For Me In
0: My House oh, podcast. Oh, well,
1: maybe infamous, infamous, because actually, full disclosure, this is our second take at this. Uh, you'll you'll notice we're not in the normal setup. We're actually at <laughs> Josh's setup here, and uh, it's that's actually a really, really cool background, really oh, cool. Venue out here, but trying to get our own lifetime fitness or equinox going on back here. <laughs> no, I dig it, but no, we're so uh thankful, Josh, that you're here. Uh, to share a little bit about your life as a young dad, let's talk about young it. husband, full time ministry. Is there anything you don't do? That's the first question There's I have. There's so much that I don't do. Let's just do that. Well, let's just start off with uh who you are and yeah. kind of where the Lord's taken you uh thus far in your journey because I know a lot of our audience knows you and Sav, but uh, just we want to give you the honor to speak for yourself and give yeah. you give us a little intro
0: on who you are. Awesome, man! Well, thank you for having me so much. I'm glad we're we're doing this again, and it's going to be as fun. But yeah, my name's Josh. I am originally from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I have not always lived here, though. I actually recently just moved back here. Lived in Dallas. Lived in LA. That's where I met my wife. Um, and Uh, Now we have a daughter. She is seven months going on eight months. The cutest little baby (laughs) I ever did see. That is my girl. Um, So, yes, um, I went to college for film and television in New York City. Loved it. Uh, Film and theater is my background, Um, acting as well as my background. And I just fell in love with uh, directing and editing and creating certain type of videos and things and uh, it. I haven't got away from it at all, even with graphic design and things like that. um, God has instilled that in me and I've just been using it now. It's been crazy that I'm now doing it in ministry, full-time ministry right now. Uh, My wife and I are creative directors at a church out here in Michigan and that has been awesome. We're kind of coming up on a year of being here and it's been totally, it's been something brand new. Before this, I was uh, a part of a ministry doing, uh, I was a part of the youth ministry doing graphic design and videos and things like that. But now uh, growing up, we call it Big Church. So yeah. now I'm doing everything for Big Church, for the oh, Big yeah. Church, which has been uh, just an awesome experience. So that's what's happening as we speak. And then on top of that, we, we have our podcast, uh, just like you guys. And we have the, our YouTube channel, we have a clothing line and God has been just really good to us and faithful to us. And Amen. we're just trying to just steward it well and, uh, keep it going.
1: Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And I know Milan and I recently got connected with you and Savannah, but it seems like we've known you for decades yes. at this point. Like yes. we've, uh, just clicked on so many different levels and. Um, I did a Guy Talk episode with Chad Masters. Awesome talk, um, by the way. Thank you. I mean, Chad Chad stole the show as, <laughs> as he ought to have. Uh, I would have been disappointed if he didn't. But, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about certain things um, in that episode. But I thought with your, uh, you know, your perspective and your experience thus far, we can share a little bit about just some of the different seasons. Uh, I know you and Sav talked about this on your podcast, which it's called For Us with Josh and Sav. We're going to link it down below. Shameless plug. Oh, I know he, he's too humble to plug it, so no. I'm going to plug it for him. But um, you guys talked about this on your most recent episode yeah. as this goes live, talking about some of the uh, struggles in marriage and something that I thought towards the, earlier on in the episode, you talked about how you you want to be newlyweds forever yeah. and kind of in the season of like, I don't care if we've been married a year or 75 years, mm-hmm. like we're still... Um, treating each other and loving each other in that same like keeping it fresh kind of way yeah how to speak a little bit to first tell us like how you and Savannah met and then how has your guys marriage changed maybe some things for the better maybe some things um, just different not yeah. not good better or or worse but just how have things changed um, in the different seasons from when we started dating to then you got
0: married to now having a baby man Tell us a little bit about that journey it's been what a journey it's been still on that journey um my wife and i we met in los angeles california my wife's a professional dancer and like i said i do film but he can dance too i can dance too come on let the record be shown they're both professionals you know? um but no my wife she takes <laughs> that um so anyways super long story short i was in a dance class i was filming the dance class that she was in in los angeles and noticed her out of all the women in that room. She was the only girl I was looking at, probably should have been focusing on my job, (laughs) but I was focusing on her the whole entire time. I did not have the guts to go up to her after the class so what we do nowadays we find them on instagram so slid (laughs) into the DMs, slid into the dms um talked to her but i will say this i'm taking this to the grave she gave me her phone number at the in the message it was all seven digits all seven they all clicked out we facetimed right after which i was just like she facetimed me and i was like yo i don't even know you (laughs) but we're facetiming (laughs) all right there 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 could be something here um so yeah anyways we uh did that and then we started long distance Uh, she went on tour to Europe for two months or three months or whatever and we just freshly started dating Jordan and I don't know what in the world I was going to do and thinking I was just like how how are we just now getting together and you're about to leave me and I'm really digging you so it was crazy um it was hitting different especially like sending those green text messages Mm -hmm. because in Europe everything that and then also the time difference was different as well. So the long distance, that was our first time doing long dis- distance. We've done long distance so many times throughout our relationship. And how many months or so were you guys together at this point? Uh, before when she left? Mm-hmm. Um, I would literally say probably like one month. Oh, or yeah. Like two so months. it was really fresh. It was so fresh. Like didn't know if it was worth it fresh. Like while she was there, I'm like is this even worth being together anyways mm-hmm. it was she yeah. came back and i remember i picked her up from the airport we went to olive garden and we kind of like just rekindled and just started talking about everything and ever since then like i've only saw a future with savannah and um now like i said we have kids and everything and things like that we got engaged and got engaged in los angeles and then got married in los angeles and they say this, like when you get married, like if you just obtain favor from the Lord, I got so much favor when I found my wife, so much favor when I found my wife and things that I didn't even think, um, blessings that I couldn't even, you know, fathom happened when I got my wife, but let's talk practical on the things that, you know, I was taken aback by like when you get married and things like that. I, we got married and What was like the first thing that I just noticed? It was honestly the, and I'm going to mention this too, when we talk about first time parents, but it was just the understanding of, you know, somebody else, like you're living with someone else now and you're having to navigate your personal life, but also consider, you know, your wife in every different aspect of life, as in Let's talk practical. Let's talk about laundry. Let's talk about um, what they like to do in the morning, what you like to do in the morning, or what you do at night, and things like that. And you're just like, okay, you do that, and then I have to, I have to accommodate that, and you know, I have to think about your love language and all these things. And I will say, um, even though our first year was like amazing, it's like your honeymoon, but there was definitely just times where we're, okay, this is a lot. What yeah. are we supposed to be doing right now and how are we supposed to do this? And that's where um we talked about this, you know, just that's where you really want to glean and lean on the, the Holy Spirit, because that's the only thing that's going to kind of get you through when you're, you know, not don't know what you're doing, especially in a new space. You yes. Know, I know being first time, uh, not first time parents, being married, uh, newly married, it's scary sometimes a lot of people don't want to do it because they hear how scary it is and um, it's the best thing in the world but it's also one of the most challenging things for sure and I know
1: a couple of things you said I wanted to, to mm-hmm. touch on because for me and Milena when we got married uh, it was the first time we actually lived outside of our parents house in our lives like yeah. we didn't go off to college and stay in a dorm we commuted we just stayed at lived at home my parents were nice enough to not kick me out <laughs> and uh, let me live there but you know, we never had an apartment where we lived or like you guys, you know, traveled all around and, and moved out on your own for a while. But for us, it felt like we were just having a sleepover for the first like week or two. You like, <laughs> know, be like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah. this is fun. It didn't really feel like it set in, you know, yeah. like we're not like, we're going to go back to our parents' house, you know, and like the party's over, whatever. But it, it wasn't. It was just, this is our new life. Yeah. And like you said, you're figuring out not only the dynamic of you two now being one together, but even just Separating the two for a second and figuring out like what's my new routine? What's right. her new routine? Right. What's our new routine? That There's a sometimes a learning curve when you step into a new season and so much change can happen all at once like like things often do and it creates a lot of stress and tension Things such as you know marriage moving You know all that comes with all of those things where you're now combining combining bank accounts and finances like there's so much that goes into it that yeah. can oftentimes just overwhelm and overload us because it's so much all at once. It's one thing if it kind of, you know, came in waves, but when everything happens at once, sometimes it, for for me and Malena, I felt like we were still on cloud nine with like the honeymoon lovey-dovey phase yeah. where a lot of things just kind of like went over our heads as far as the responsibility side wow. of it. Yes. And so we, we got kind of a, a wake-up call or like a reality check real quick when we started getting into arguments or conflicts and things that we needed to like set ourselves up for not, not to fail but to uh to give us give us the what we needed to to succeed and Great. to to win, you know. So yeah. um speaking practically, I would say is things like our expectations for each other. Come on. Like were there any expectations that you had going into marriage hmm. that maybe were just subconscious in your mind that you just assumed this is what it's gonna be and either it was true or you were surprised to find out like no, not at all. Or were there anything that Savannah did? Because while you're thinking of that, something for me and Milena was like, I, uh, I didn't really know like what roles we would fill. i thought like, okay, well, I'm I'm the the guy, so I, I do like all the the mowing the lawn and taking out the trash, yeah. And she she'll do things like dishes and laundry, right? Mm-hmm. But then there were times where we would almost um, something I said previously is like in football when they I, I used to be on the line when I was really little before I got like you know I, I was too skinny to play line after a while but they would say if you you know see a hole fill a hole yeah and the idea is to like if there's a weak link in in your line or or whatever you're trying to do, you need to like step in and actually like guard that or, or protect that so mm-hmm. nobody can come in and sack the quarterback right right so in that same application I think sometimes there we would see a hole and be like okay, the dishes haven't been done instead of getting prideful and, and, and arrogant, like that's her job, like she's slacking. Mm-hmm. I'd have to learn to change my mindset to be like, no, she's busy with this. Or maybe she's not even busy. Maybe she just needs a break, right. you know, and trying to just always be giving the benefit of the doubt yeah. to our spouse. Yeah. It's hard for me. And it's, I know it's hard for milena and she she won't mind me saying that, <laughs> you know, like we always want to play like the victim or the, like it's their fault, not mine. Right. But when I was able to free myself of that and like let go of my pride and say, well, no, maybe she just needs help. Like, how can I step in and help my wife? Not how can she help me or how can she serve me? Mm -hmm. That seemed to really, that expectation going into it Mm -hmm. of like, you have this role and I have this role. Yeah. And switching that to then say, how can I fill a hole that I need to? That's awesome.
0: That was, that was really groundbreaking for me. Same for me. That was mine. I'm not going to steal yours though. My, (laughs) um, I'll say that growing up, I have always wanted to, marriage was always like attractive to me. Like I knew I wanted to get married young. I knew I wanted to have kids young. And I'm also, by the way, I'm only 26, so younger than 26, yes. <laughs> still young. Um, but uh, I marriage was always just like the sexy thing. Like, you know, all my, uh, the people that I look up to, they're married and they talk about marriage and things like that. So my expectations going in were, as soon as I get married, everything's gonna be peaches and cream. I'm gonna be peaches and cream. The problems that I had, gone i'm chill when i get i found my wife like there's nothing That's else like, the, solution to, the solution to all the problems to all the problems man let me tell you did i get exposed 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 um there's just so many things that i can hit on with that but when, when we got married we like we did we went through the honeymoon phase like especially like those first you know handful of months you're just lovey-dovey and you're navigating and figuring things out but um i thought that things that I dealt with personally were just going to be erased and they weren't one practical thing. And we're open. We talk about this on our channel and on the podcast, but me, I used to deal with um, getting silent and not wanting to address certain problems when they should have been addressed, like at that time and bottling up things and not uh, wanting to talk about it when it should be talked about. And, um, that was a struggle for me. Um, I, I I will say for both of us, like a little bit Savannah, but um, mainly me, like I would just shut down and not want to talk about anything and um, not be a, not a man. I don't want to say like, that's just kind of how I was raised, like be a man, do this and the, but, you know, just kind of just own up to it, you know, mm-hmm. be that husband, be the guy that you, you know, talked about in, in your vows and things like that. So uh, that I thought that that would go away. And then I had to like, search deep down and see where that came from. And I knew kind of growing up, I would always do that, or I would run away from things. And uh, meeting my wife, who is the most amazing woman in the world, she had to like slap me in my face and be like, yo, come on, like, own up to a talk about it, let's do this. And that was a process. Like, you know, I still, uh, I, was, I was still not doing it, not being a man of my word. But eventually, got to a point where it was like, okay, we're going to address this. We're going to talk about this right now. And yeah, that was a big expectation. I thought that problems like that was just going to be erased and um, they weren't. That's really good. And I I can
1: relate a lot with that because sometimes I I don't even know if it's necessarily the easier option to just kind of, I'm just going to put a wall up and like suppress it. It's more so this idea of, um, how do I work through this in a healthy way? Cause I don't think there should be any safer place to operate within your feelings, within your thoughts as it is with your spouse, right? right. Like there's nothing that, that should be off limits or taboo. or like, let's not talk about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, if, the, if it's bothering you, then it should be bothering my spouse, you mm-hmm. know, what, and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. something's bothering Malena. I want to know about it. And I want to help help her and help myself to, to work towards that together. Cause great. we're a team, you yep. know, and uh, I noticed, too, when there's times where, like, I'll shut down about something or sometimes she'll shut down and it creates like this tension this rift and it you, you goes like cut it in the air. like there, It's that you could feel it that much where, you know, if, if we're talking about something and dealing with something, it's like, OK, if you need for Milena, sometimes she needs to be in the right, like the right zone, you know, yeah. for me. I try to just be available whenever mm-hmm. to talk about something, but I try to be sensitive to Malena. Like, okay, she's working on this right now, or she's, she's not in the mood right now, or whatever. Like, let's find a time where we can connect about certain things. Timing, because yeah. that's especially, if, you know, for for women, like, timing's everything. So mm-hmm. I think uh, in the same same way, Malena and I have, have experienced that as well. But yeah. I wanted to ask a little bit about some of the, like, victories and some of the the blessings and rewards that you've had with marriage because yeah. like you marriage was like the pinnacle for me growing <laughs> up like oh man I get to have sex I get to right you know yeah. live with someone else like there's all these different perks that come mm-hmm. with it but speak to a little bit of the victory side of it because oftentimes we get a lot of like the heavy emotional like okay let's work through this let's let's give some how to help people in a you know a negative context but what are some of the, like the good things that you can see yeah. that you can work towards or, or enjoy and look forward to in marriage? Well, let me just say married
0: sex is literally <laughs> the best sex. If we're going to talk about it. That is that. Um, that's one thing, obviously. But um, I'll say growing together. Um, for me, I just I. Love just growing as an individual and I love seeing other people grow or helping someone else grow and things like that. But there's something about seeing where you and your wife were. We're coming up on three years now. So like seeing where we were, even when we were dating years ago in 2017 to 2022. Oh, yeah. What a testimony and just how amazing does that look? Um Like you guys aren't the
1: same people that you were then. At all. And it's for the better. Like you guys have helped yes. each other to, yes. to build on to each other. Yeah. Right?
0: There's something about that. I really, it's, it's a feeling that I, it's it, I don't really know how to describe it. Like I literally don't know how to talk, um, but it's uh, seeing my wife in a different space, especially now, cause now she's a first time mom, seeing her from, where we were and she would say this too well we both were so she would say this but i'm gonna say this. she says she was wild in like 2017. (laughs) i don't know what wild means but like she would use that word and just to see that side of my wife and then see who we are now her being a first-time mom and seeing the the grace and the love and everything that she gives to our daughter something that i've never seen before because like i said this is our first kid it's a so attractive and just to something that, um, only God could do. Like, you know, it's one of those things where where it is indescribable and you're asking all the questions why, okay, this is all God. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's just us, uh, being faithful in the times that we were, uh, not wanting to be faithful to everything, not faithful to each other, but faithful to, you know, his word and his promises. Um, And seeing the fruit of it and seeing, you know, like just the, the goodness of our relationship. Like right now, Jordan, like we feel so good in our marriage and it's not that our marriage hasn't been good for the past three years, but it's just one of those things. Like I I know it has a lot to do with like our daughter getting older too, and kind of coming out of the the postpartum kind of um, era and things like that. But uh, we were talking about this literally a few weeks ago and just saying like, babe, like we have gone through so much and, you know, we're probably going to go through more, but like, let's be present in this season of goodness and these small little victories and, you know, healthy daughter and we're healthy and things like that. Just counting our blessings. Um, it's something that, um, we can't take for granted. Amen. It reminds me of Paul's words in, in Philippians where he
1: talks about, you know, not to say that I've arrived at perfection, but one thing I do is forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what's ahead. Great. You know, he's talking about, like, so, so ap- applicable to marriage where you look back at 2017 and where you guys were, where you are now, and it's like, man, we haven't reached the perfect marriage, but it feels good where we're at. You yes. know, it feels like we've had, we've pressed on, we've been striving, we've been like running as one to win the the race, as he says, uh, other in scripture or elsewhere in scripture. but. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really great. Cause I know for me and Malena too, like there's definitely been like, it's been cyclical. Yeah. And the goal being not, not that, uh, and something else Malena I talked about in the, in previous episodes is like, you always see these, um, what are they called? Uh, like romantic comedies or like whatever that, like, first off, I'm not about that genre. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I am too. It's pretty cheesy if you ask me. Oh yeah. But okay. it's always like the same storyline, right? Yes. Like, yes, there's this, you know, dramatic falling in love and there's a struggle and there's a con but then they end up together in the end it's like okay but you're always talking you're like you're always following such a predictable script where everything's always focused on like the like the chase and like they never show you you know decades later or right. years later like what happens after that like you know ooey gooey lovey dovey mm-hmm. phase is gone and so I think what you and Savannah are very well modeling and, and demonstrating here is loving each other deeper in marriage not not letting the honeymoon fa- oh excuse me i just okay <laughs> i burped but uh <laughs> not not like loving not letting the honeymoon phase um die out but yeah. you're just loving each other more intimately yes. than that you yeah. know like there's something about a couple who's been together for 50 years of marriage like their love is different than 50 days you know That's what i mean I love it. and. I think it's something where you can you can have fun and still like in in, in love tease and joke with your spouse, but they know that you you don't mean it. Like it's a it's a thing where maybe if you were earlier on, you're like, no, I can't I can't talk about that. I can't joke. I can't even joke. You know. Yeah. But when you're at a certain point, you're not you're not afraid to just entirely be yourself like you, you're in savannah you're like yeah I, I i got no problem going to the bathroom around you you know like you're right it's like you're comfortable like you yes. guys know each other more intimately where i think back to some of the things where like when Malay and i were dating and even when we were engaged like i wouldn't dream of doing that like i do now and it's just because we're so comfortable with each other we're so willing to to continue growing deeper with each other so i think that's something else you know we talk mm-hmm. about victories loving each other and knowing each other more and more a little bit each day and straining towards you know yes straining towards that goal so and
0: choosing one another too choosing to love one another and be with one another i think that's a huge thing in marriage i'm pretty sure people you guys have probably heard that a lot but waking up every day to choosing i'm going to choose to love my wife today because i don't know like i go back and forth with the, the theory of you know falling out of love and you know not being in love anymore and things like that but I truly believe it's if you're choosing to love your wife, you're making the decision to, you know, I'm going to put all of this aside and stay focused and love my wife, love my family, lead my family um, the way God does. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something too. I think when you add layers of
1: uh, life change, like having a kid. Yes. That, and we'll go there next, is we, we kind of touched on it already, is seeing your wife transform from like, you know, this, uh, young, young kid love, like young puppy love mm-hmm. to now, like this is the mother of my children. Yes. Like there's just a whole nother level. I know you feel this way about Sav and I feel this way about Malia. is like there's a whole, whole nother level of sexy when you talk about like, now this is like, I don't know, like maybe I just got a thing for moms. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, you, yeah, you just see them. You're like, wow, I'm so much more attracted uh, to you yes. as the mother of my children and to see like what your body went through physically the emotions that come with that the physical life that mm-hmm. uh, you know is a product of all that yeah there's just something that continually uh takes you deeper in in forging your your bond with your spouse yes talk a little bit to that and like how your experience with not only being married but now being a father yeah
0: how that has impacted you yeah. right, in your roles as husband and dad man it's something that i've obviously never experienced but um I can sit here and say like in a in this way, like I I wasn't ready, but like in the best way possible Um, in the way of, like I said earlier, wanting to grow and wanting to learn and just putting all guards down and not acting like I know it all. Mm, And when it comes to being a first time parent, Um, we had our daughter in December. And ever since then, my life has changed dramatically in all the best ways possible. And um, our marriage has changed as well. And um, with becoming a first-time parent, the number one thing that we, um, I guess you can say struggled with, was just the understanding of what we need from one another. Um, It's our baby girl is beautiful and she's cuddly and like she's all the smiles and things like that. But then like at the end of the day, it's what about us and what... What do you need from me to help us keep raising this healthy, um, daughter of ours? So in the beginning, um, especially like, I mean, obviously though, those first, you know, few weeks are sometimes tough, um, uh, for being a first time parent, at least, um, like you can prepare as much as you can, but, um, you never know what type of baby you're going to get. And we were going through me personally, I was going through trying to make my wife comfortable, but, some things that I was thinking that uh, she needed to be comfortable with weren't what she needed. Um, Now I know, you know, looking back, but, you know, let's just say uh, like breastfeeding. My wife was, has, was breastfeeding. She still is, but um, strictly breastfeeding in the very beginning. And that was tough. She's never done it before. It was hurting. Um, uh, She would be sore and all these things. And I'm just like, okay, like, Maybe she needs a massage. So mm-hmm. let me like ease the tension, ease the pain. Let me give her a massage. And, you know, any reasonable guy any, would conclude you know, that. know, I'm just like, this got you, babe. Um, wasn't what she needed, wasn't what she wanted. Um, let me guess. She got mad at you for trying to give her a massage. You, you know, just like, I'm just like, babe, I thought <laughs> not that... to throw Savannah in no, the house like No, no, that. that's that's <laughs> literally, I could just see the similarities, man. At nighttime, you know, you would think, uh, Baby's baby's just feeding and it's quiet and I'm just giving her the massage or, you know, I can go get her some water or do this and that in the third, but, you know, still uncomfortable, still not really uh, feeling it. So I had to literally, that was one practical thing, but I had to literally just dig down deep and literally pray and ask God, okay, who do i need to be for my wife in this season mm. um i feel like constantly asking um god that and asking yourself that like who do i need to be for my wife in this season and um one thing that i saw one thing that i felt like god told me was just to continue to continue to lead and continue just to be a man of your word in this because it'll create peace for your wife in order like so she can trust you in a yeah. sense it's scary Um, these are words for my wife, like, you know, being a mom, like she, she would say this all the time. I would give birth like so many times, but it's the, the after that's like, you just don't know, you know, it's kind of scary and you're just kind of walking kind of blind and it's scary. But if I can keep the peace, keep leading, being a man of my word, leading the house, it will, um, just create a peace for her. In a sense, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't I don't want her to be stressed out. She's most likely she's I won't speak for all all the moms, but she she was stressed. And and uh, it just happens regardless. You know, the baby, it's new, new territory. But um, if I can stay focused and, you know, be intentional Mm -hmm. on, you know, um, making sure that she's peaceful, then I think that uh, that would help. So absolutely. No, I I think. For us especially as
1: like the dad and husband in the newborn phase especially you feel like so helpless like okay uh my nipples don't work at all and and i didn't push anything out you know like i didn't give birth to this baby so like all it wants to do is eat sleep and poop you know like there's (laughs) nothing nothing really i can do i can change a diaper but um otherwise, you know, like, how can I serve you? And I think sometimes just your mere presence of being there of like, Hey babe, I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. Like whatever you need, you just say the word. But a lot of times I know, I noticed with Melena and, and all of our kids as, as they're, you know, born and mm-hmm. she's going through like those, you know, those, all the feels of yeah. postpartum and all that. A lot of times um, they just need your presence. They don't really need your words. And it's kind of like job you know when his friends came to him and like sat with him yeah. in his agony for seven days straight like they didn't say a word yeah they were just sitting there in um and lament lamenting with job it wasn't until they opened their mouths and started trying to like justify and and explain why job was you know why this was happening to him that they started to go wrong and then job ends up rebuking them saying like you guys don't know what you're talking about like god's god and he's gonna do what he wills yeah but i think in that same way when we're just there, like you said, still leading, still doing your thing, still providing, still being the one who's like kind of keeping almost a sense of normalcy, if I can put it that way. Great. Where there's so much change and so much like new beginnings. If you, if your wife can look to you as a husband, if you're watching this and you're about to be a dad or you're kind of in that season right now, sometimes the best thing you could do is just be there. Like be intentional, and this is, I'm preaching to the choir here, I'm, <laughs> uh, the, the pot calling the kettle black, whatever you want, to, whatever analogy you want to use. Yeah. But it's like, you got to just be there and keep things running, you know, like, as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. You're going through it too. Yeah. yeah. you are It's all new for you, especially if it's your first one. Mm-hmm. But just, uh, just know that even though your wife might not say it or directly express it, like they're looking to you all the more to be leading, providing and providing some sense of like, uh, guidance and stability great. in a season of new change and all that. So, um, man, that's that's a good word, and I uh I appreciate what you're saying. I want to talk a little bit about your uh your role in ministry as yeah. well. Um, because you wear a lot of hats, and uh, especially in ministry where it's like, hey, this guy knows what he's doing, let's give him more stuff to do. And <laughs> oh, he did great with those 10 other things, Stop. let's do that. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that and how being married and a young dad and how all of that's kind of encompassed your your work life and your productivity and, and all of that. But before we go there, we want to share a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. And I don't know about you, but there's been more times in my life than I'd like to admit where I felt so burned out and like I'm running on fumes. The daily pressures of work family, etc. just pile up and oftentimes we just suppress what we're feeling or convince ourselves to suck it up and quit feeling sorry for ourselves. But the truth is we aren't meant to do life alone and I've found personally when I'm strong enough to admit I'm weak that's where growth and breakthrough happen. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with a licensed professional therapist can help you to figure out what's causing you to feel so stressed and overwhelmed and how you can take steps towards resolving it. Milan and I did several months worth of of couples counseling to work through various challenges we were having, and our only regret was waiting so long to connect with someone who could offer practical solutions to the struggles we were facing. Don't let pride or fear of opening up be the reason you don't seek the help you need in order to better yourself mentally and emotionally. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com better, slash my house. That's betterhelp.com slash my house. And we also wanna thank KiwiCo for sponsoring this episode. And summer adventures can turn into a lifelong love of learning, especially when the whole family shares the joy and excitement of discovery. I remember going on a family RV trip and all the sites and places we got to share in together as a family really made it memorable for us because it's something that me, Melana, and the kids could all share in for the first time together. And speaking of shared experience, which is one of the ways that I connect most with people, one of our favorite ways to connect with our kids is through interactive learning and play with KiwiCo. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Alethe and Ari have been loving the Koala Crate, which is specifically designed for kids ages 2 to 4 and delivers fun, hands-on activities to engage the natural curiosity and creativity of preschoolers in a play-based learning. As a parent, I feel good about the contents of the Kiwico crates because they make subjects like science and math super fun and engaging for young minds while also teaching them valuable life skills even from a young age. Pack summer full of memories discoverable with Kiwico. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code ASFORME at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at K I W I C O dot com promo code as for me and it's time parents time to finally cross off one of the most important things on your to-do list life insurance fabric makes getting a great term life insurance policy for your family quick easy and surprisingly affordable fabric was built specifically for parents to help you manage your family's financial future like a parenting pro stress-free fabrics new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Everything is on your schedule with Fabric because it's all online. Less than 10 minutes to apply and you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Then just personalize your quote to fit your family's needs and you'll be set with a high quality, affordable protection for your family. Fabric is fully backed by Vantis Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. So you can feel confident you're getting a high quality policy that meets your family's needs. There's no risk to apply today, and Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can cancel at any time. Protect your family with term life insurance now in just 10 minutes. Apply today at meetfabric.com/myhouse. That's meetfabric.com/myhouse to start protecting your family today. M-e-e-t fabric.com/myhouse. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. So, Josh, share a little bit about uh, your experience so far in ministry and, again, just how that's shaped and impact your role as a husband and a dad.
0: Yeah, um, it's been awesome. I am a PK so I have been in church my entire life, seeing the ins and outs. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And um, right now, it's this is different. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm on my own now. I'm not, you know, serving under my dad. And uh, you have to like kind of untrain yourself um, in, in certain things, not in a negative way. But there's just things that, you know, I did growing up that it's different when you're working in ministry full time it's your job. Like, this is, this is what pays the bills. Like, this is, you know, it's for real this time. Um, I'm not just having to be at church because I'm the, I'm the, the son of the pastor. Um, so this is, um, this decision actually, cause we have been doing social media. Um, we've been doing social media since like 2017, 2018, and, um, it didn't take off until like probably 2018, 2019. And this decision of being back in to, being back in full-time ministry, it really was something that I tugged with and kind of went back and forth. My wife, Savannah, she literally was the one who kind of told me, okay, let's settle down, let's think about this, let's pray about this. And then I prayed about it. It was one of those things, I think we talked about this before, where, you know, your wife is thinking it, your wife is praying about it silently, like to herself and weeks go by and then you're doing the same thing, but no one's mentioning it. Like no one's actually talking about it until someone brings it up and they're like, oh, you were praying about that too? Like that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, so it was one of those things and we kind of came back together and we're talking and she said, I truly feel like you're supposed to be back in ministry," and. it's just so happened to be here back home in michigan which is just so ironic how that happened and uh we were living in dallas and we eventually made made the decision to we were only living in dallas for like six months and that if that wasn't god it feel you know, like because we were just getting comfortable we uh just found a nice place in dallas we were living like in a nice suburb and finding our friends then God said, okay, what about ministry? But what about ministry back home in Michigan? Which is also funny because I said I would never <laughs> move and live back in Michigan. So um, came back here and it has been so rewarding to be back in ministry. What I do essentially is kind of just all the marketing and social media and production video-wise for the church. So, um, all the graphic designing and editing news and, uh, commercials and things, that's what, um, that's what I do. And it's, uh, it's different when you're, when you're, uh, doing it in church, because like you're, t- you want to take all the things that you learn from the social media and the things that we do, you know, on a day-to-day basis, but it's a little different when you are, you know, doing it for a church. So there's certain things that you can do, can say, um, want to, have a look and things like that but um I I'll say this um my wife has been the one that's just been kind of just right behind me kind of letting me you know be in this calling and she's right along with me like she's been supporting through everything that we've been doing but she's just been right by my side and just uh pushing me especially when times where I'm just like Babe, I don't really want to be doing this right now. Like like just, you know, practical things like I don't know if you work in ministry or just being in church in general, volunteering and things like that. Sometimes you have that, you know, heart to heart with yourself to where, you know, it feels like, you know, you're getting burnt out and things like that. And that's that's real. People do experience that and I um sometimes, you know, kind of go through that, but my wife is just there persistent and um telling me just to keep going. So Right now, Jordan, like right now we are battling, uh, not battling, it's such a strong word. We're going, we're navigating, um, you know, continuing our brand and social media and uh our podcasts and stuff like that and doing full-time ministry full-time ministry is two jobs in and of itself 100 <laughs> percent, two full-time jobs it's uh 24 8 you know like there aren't any really days especially with the church that i'm a part of it's more of like a church plan where we're you know we just found a brand new building so like a lot of moving parts are happening right now um and uh sometimes it can be overwhelming it can be a lot but you, uh, I been just having just to stay focused has been the main thing and, um, staying focused on both things, staying focused on YouTube and staying focused with, you know, the ministry. You guys just came off of a
1: little bit of a break. You yeah. went on a little hiatus for a while Yeah, we did from uh, social media. And how was that? I mean, as far as we'll come back to kind of the, the, mm-hmm. the ministry side of things, mm-hmm. but tell, tell us a little bit about that, what that did. Cause I know there's sometimes like this, uh, Thought in the back of your head of like, oh man, is this gonna, is this gonna hurt me in the long run? Is yeah. this gonna, you know, pan out the way I want it? And mm-hmm. sometimes just the, uh, the, the, the thought or the like the you, we can become paralyzed by the what ifs, you know, when it's like, oh, should I do this? Should I not? Like, is this the right time or not? Instead of just letting go and trusting the Lord to provide in that season, mm-hmm. like there's a reason He put that on your in Savannah's heart. There's a reason why it was then and not. Yeah you know, yeah. previously or later, mm-hmm. why was uh, that so significant?
0: And what, what were some of the things that you guys really mm-hmm. gleaned from that experience? It kind of ties into the ministry aspect. Uh, we kind of just realized we were doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um First time parents, this was the first four, first three um, months, the first four to three, yeah, three to four months of being parents, doing full time ministry and doing our, you know, YouTube and being consistent and trying to do what we do well. It's like something know? had to give, right? Yeah. Like if you're only two people, you only got 24,
1: 24, exactly. seven, right? I mean, 25, eight, if you're in ministry. <laughs> exactly. You, right. I mean, so no, I, I love
0: it with that. Yeah. You guys are human, you know, that's, that was the main, that was the next thing I was going to say. We are, we have to literally realize we are human and we got to stop. We have to get um, back spiritually, mentally and emotionally healthy, um, because it was a lot, it was a lot on our marriage, a lot on us personally that we were going through. And we were like, okay, social media, my dog is crying upstairs. <laughs> I hope you can hear that. Um, social media, uh, can be a lot for, especially if you're kind of like deep in it, kind of how we are in the in a good way, like deep in it. But, um, we didn't want that to be the reason why, you know, we were to quit everything and just kind of just pack our bags and just be done with it um it was a lot about like our mental health and yeah. a lot of um uh like just depression and you know uh thinking twice about just everything and you know just being real I definitely just kind of had some like identity things and where I was just like I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I just brought my family here. Um, we have moved, we moved from LA to Dallas, now Dallas to Michigan. What is going on? Why did I do this? Just a lot of whys. And I'll be honest, I was asking why God, like, (laughs) what is this? I was so confused and uh, a lot of nights of just crying and just going back and forth and, uh, stopping social media was the thing that, that we had to do. And then we just literally just had to just stop and just pray. Jordan like that was the main thing now like obviously we do that every day but it was way more intentional now and then we we were fasting during this too and it was just a lot of just like okay babe like what do you think oh I don't know but let's pray about it like just conversations and things like that um Mm -hmm. were happening, happening a lot so um yeah we learned just that we are human and that It's even in your day to day life, you know. Maybe if you don't do social media, taking a break and not letting other people have, um, not letting other people have your thoughts captive, and not, you know, uh, thinking about what others think about you and um, things like that. That that was the toughest um, season, but it felt good. Like I said, looking on the other side of it, seeing and so happy that we did that too. Um, It's it's been rewarding so far. Yeah. No, that's great. can definitely relate to that. And, um, I think too, as, as
1: fathers and husbands, there's always a, uh, a sense of like providing for your family mm-hmm. and how much work, uh, is, is an integral part of that because a lot of times we men in particular build our identity around our work and yeah. our productivity or job title or how much money we make or whatever. And uh, it, it gets to the point, I know, for me and Milena, um, that like, I had to really take a step back and re-examine, like, what does it mean to provide, mm. There was something I would just take to the Lord in, in prayers, Lord, how do you want me to provide for my family, because the obvious thing is, like, you know, have a job and get a paycheck, right, and put food on the table, but how many families are doing that, it, just, that very thing, but still missing the mark entirely, you know, like... So I started, the Holy Spirit kind of started leading me to answering my question with questions to, to then say, well, what does it mean to provide or how, how is it that somebody provides? So then I'm starting to think, you know, beyond just the obvious of like, well, how do I, how can I provide for uh, my family emotionally, yeah. spiritually, Great. mentally, even physically, right? Well, yeah. Like, what are some practical things I can do to make sure my family's physically provided for? Or providing for their protection because I don't know um I don't know if you had this experience growing up but like as a little kid seeing like my dad and my dad's like pretty built guy yeah like I felt super safe going anywhere with him like we could be in the the worst neighborhoods or like you know Mm -hmm. bad bad area of town Mm -hmm. and as long as like I was with my dad I knew I was safe yeah you know what I mean and that like sense of even like physical security and physical like care, not saying like you have to be like jacked and in the gym all the time, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's just this um, sense as a, that I feel too, as a dad now, it's like, okay, well like my kids are looking up to me even at a young age or Malena's looking up, you know, to like, yeah, how can I provide for them? And it's uh, when I was in the secret service, one of the, one of the big things you, you hear from guys is like, Oh, you just become the family wallet. Like you're just, you're gone, you're living out of a suitcase and you're just like sending money back home. I'm like, that's, that's so miserable to me. You know, you couldn't pay me enough or, or give me enough experiences to, to make that worth the while for me. And maybe I can't speak for everyone, but for me specifically, that, that wasn't what I wanted to do. And that's partially the reason why I got out is because I, uh, I, I knew what I wanted in life and where God has called me. And I knew that as great of a job and opportunity it was, it wasn't worth putting before my family wow. in that in that way, especially with my time. So I think, too, in, in ministry, um, there's such a, a so, so prone to burnout because you're being, you know, worked and pulled in so many different directions and not only, like, the demands of a normal job, but then now you add the spiritual element on top of it Yeah, where it's like, now I'm spiritually drained, whereas churches somewhere people go to get, like, filled Fed, up. Yeah. But if you're in it, it's it's very easy uh to be just drained and running on fumes, you know, as far as uh like, no, I'm doing this for the Lord and I'm doing this for his people, but I need to be poured into too. Yeah. You know, is yeah. there some way whether it's by way of mentors or uh elders in the church or your pastors, there's some way that you get filled up and, and refreshed being in ministry yourself?
0: Yeah. I'll say I was gonna actually just say this the community aspect of being, let's just in ministry, but let's just say a part of a church is really what helped us. Um It's like you said, being in ministry, being in any workspace, you know, things like that, you, ha- you have burnout. And um I definitely have experienced it, especially just being a PK and just being in church my whole life. You see things and see things you don't want to see and know things you don't want to know. And then once you start like, you know, feeling kind of that way again, or you just get tired of doing something or doing something over and over again, you feel that burnout. And I, um, I had to just have a, you know, reality check and just be like, okay, what, what do I, what do I need to be doing? So um, I lost my train of thought. Or no, that's
1: great. I think as far as um, like different outlets or places that you have set up to make sure that when you do experience burnout, not if, but when,
0: that you're able to get refilled or yes. poured into. Yeah. You talked about your church community. Having the community, Jordan, thank you, by the way. That happens so many times on oh, the Oh, me podcast. too. My life is, my, my <laughs>
1: brain is so scattered. I'm like, it, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, old game Pong where it's just like. Oh, yes. Back like and forth. forth. Yeah, the ball. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's my, but then the level gets harder
0: and it's just yes. like back and forth. Yes. I'm like, yes. What What am I thinking about again anymore? So I see my brother right here, guys. Um we uh literally had to lean on community lean on finding you know some some close friends that are in the church um and it made church you know Enjoyable and things like that. Not saying like church isn't enjoyable. Please don't take that wrong, because <laughs> because it is. And I get fed, you know, other ways too. But um, having you know, we call them connect groups, and um, having little outings, or just getting coffee, or just going to play basketball with a few dudes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then chopping chopping it up about you know the word or the message that was heard on Sunday, and just kind of just bouncing, um, you know, thoughts back and forth that you that that person have gotten things like that. I really we both we both felt that that was feeding us and, you know, keeping us healthy, keeping us in line and making us, you know, go back home and be like, okay, we can do this I like this. So, yeah, definitely just the community aspect of it. And I literally highly advise anyone, even uh, if you're not in church or if you are, but uh, be a part, get a part, be more plugged in as far as community goes and, you know, find your people, even if it's like two to three people, um, you know, it. It definitely helps. Amen. No, that's a great word, man. I think uh,
1: being the more, like you said, being uh, with the church outside of the church. Yes, the more you can, you, the more you can do that, the better. Mm-hmm. Because now you're, it's beyond just like, uh, it's beyond theory. Because I think when you when you hear a message preached and you're, it's like very easy to be sitting in the in the pew and being like, yeah, I, I you know, I'm, I'm down with this. Like, this is, this is speaking to me, but then to like get up and then on the, literally on the ride home, I can't tell you how many times, like Malay and I get into some petty argument. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, now, now our our feelings are hurt and we're not going to talk to each other. I'm like, really? Like on the way home from church, (gasps) you know, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, come on now. And the message was probably something about like working out conflict or whatever, you know, (laughs) uh, just, just as, as it were. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like that's sometimes the, uh, The the aspect where I think it's definitely a, a, you know, spiritual attack at times where Satan obviously doesn't want that community. He doesn't want you to be, he wants you to just leave it at church. You know, he doesn't want you to be out in the world, Mm -hmm. but not of the world. And then making an impact, whether that's through cultivating your relationships within the church or even going outside and doing like, you know, ministry and evangelizing um, in, in your world. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's something I think is so needed mm-hmm. is to have that community yeah. orientation. That's how we felt too. Coming from a very large church yeah. previously where it's felt like there's a ministry for everything, but you still feel like you could just slip in and out unnoticed and nobody really you know, is is checking in on you or right. or, or uh, seeing how you're doing. Mm-hmm. To a church now that we go to, which is a lot smaller and very intimate, like the pastor will invite us over to his house for barbecues Right. or like we'll go do fun things and like just hang out and Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know. It seems more, more, uh, more real, more authentic when you're able to connect with the church outside the church. That fills me up, man. That, that is, that makes it, makes it fun. That's a good word. Yeah. Dude, I want to preserve your time and and respect your time. But as we wrap up, this has been such a treat. I appreciate you, um, taking around (laughs) too, but, uh, I would love to, uh, before we pray, I would love to just ask you one last question, Okay. and that is if you were to give like one piece of advice to any of the guys out there watching it, whether they're single, whether they're in a relationship, whether they're engaged, married, whatever, what's like one piece of advice if there's someone who would, would need a word of encouragement from yeah. where you're at currently in yeah. your in your life, in your walk, what, what would you say just to fill their spirits, lift
0: them up? man? Um, I think I would say, give yourself grace, give yourself, you know, such a big amount of grace. Um, you know, a lot of, you were talking about earlier, like we grow up and we see our parent or my dad, I see my dad and I see how he, you know, provided for our family and how, how, how I looked up to him and how I thought that, you know, a dad should be and how a man should be and things like that. Um, and that could be daunting. That could be like a lot of pressure. I know me personally, I have felt a lot of that pressure. Um, being a husband, just being a guy, and you know, dealing with mental health and things like that. Give yourself some grace and know that you know you're gonna come out on the other end. And you know, people are always telling our like we gotta get our give our wives grace and things like that, but you too, like, do it just like that. Something that I love to say, I have it literally tatted on me. Faith honors God, and God honors faith. And um, what that means to me is like when during during those hard times, during those tough times, keep that faith. um, That honors God. You always want to be wanting. You always should be wanting to please God and to honor God. And in reward, God will honor you. Uh, God honors that, and He'll reward that. Um, That's His promise, and um, He will keep that. So yeah, faith honors God. God honors faith. Think about that when you're in those tough times where you are so hard on yourself. Me, I have been so hard on myself on little things to where it's just daunting at your personality and just just getting in you. You're just like ah, like why are you doing this? Don't be like this. Why are you this type of guy? It's okay. All of us go through. I don't know if I can speak for Jordan, but like we Absolutely. all go through certain things um yes. that we feel like okay, this is just the end all be all, but it's not. Give yourself grace and um just have faith, and that you'll get out on the other side. Amen.
1: Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. I'd love to pray for you yeah. and uh, wrap up the episode. But thank you again so much for thank you for having all me, your man. wisdom and encouragement. This has been great. I know I've been refreshed by this. So we, uh, again, check the links down below for Josh and Savannah and uh, check them out on YouTube, their podcast. And uh, if you want to hear some more really cool conversations like this, let us know if you want us to do another part two here because <laughs> uh, we could go all day. But uh, yeah, man, let's pray. Let's do it. Lord God, what a opportunity uh, you've given to us, Lord. What a gift to have Josh on and to uh, just spend some time uh, together as, as brothers in Christ to uh, encourage one another to uh, connect on so many different levels um, from being married to being uh, parents, uh, fathers and to uh, just understanding what it means to uh, serve you, to follow you and to do um, as much best as we can uh, to to serve you in, in our lives, in our different roles, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen him and uh, energize his marriage, energize his uh, role as a dad, and that you would be continually uh, getting the glory and honor um, that you deserve through him. God, we're thankful for his role in ministry um, to then bring the church out to the world and to to be that light uh, on a a hill to be shining for the world to see. And God, I just ask that you would continue to be with Josh um, in his word, thought, and deed, um, and that your son would be glorified through it all. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man, so much, bro. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you next time.